0: Good morning. It is uh, Tuesday, March 10th. Back for another uh, podcast with Donovan Bailey. Uh, this is Donovan Bailey, MSLGSW. Uh, this is a podcast um, basically talking about social work. And I uh, wanted to use it as a platform to also talk about my run for Minnesota House 25B. So that's what you're jumping into. This is our sixth uh, podcast. And again, it's about social work and its implications on our everyday, wo- everyday world, but certainly as I run for Minnesota t- House 25B. So thank you for tuning in. Um, just got back from Brainerd a full uh, week of training with the Public Defender Office, working about talking about sentencing advocacy. It was a great time. Had a training up there on cultural competency. Looking to post that on my uh, Facebook as soon as possible um, and YouTube, so perhaps you'll get to see that as well. But we are on Facebook Messenger, we I have a YouTube under uh, both of them, Donovan Bailey, MS LGSW, And then this is an Anchor FM podcast, just so you know. It has about six outlets in which to catch this podcast. Well, very quickly, um, Bailey Brunch in the Barbershop. Saturday, March 14th, 9 to 12. Again, Bailey Brunch in the Barbershop. That's coming up. That's our meet and greet, our kickoff for Minnesota Twenty House, Minnesota House 25B. And my campaign, if you have questions, comments, whatever it might be, let me know. Because on the 21st, it's the time of the DFL endorsement. And uh, the DFL will be endorsing who they want to be their candidate going into the general elections or actually going into the primary in August. So that's March 21st. So become a Donnie delegate, if you will. Get out there on March 21st and say, hey, Donnie is or Donovan is our man. All right, uh, Biden and Bernie, uh, at least the Democratic side is down to Biden and Bernie. That's really getting interesting tonight on this Tuesday, 310. Various states will cast their votes, and it might tip the balance on who's going to be leading the Democratic ticket. So that's certainly what's up. Uh, pretty interesting as that goes forward. Also, Rob Manafort. Uh, I'll stop talking about Rob Manafort in, in the NBL and Major, Major League Baseball. I just think he's done a horrible job. Uh, uh, and particularly a, a with the league that's really trying to go next level, um, and uh, it's interesting given the cheating scandal. But we won't talk about Rob Benefort today, but certainly we'll get into leadership, and that is the breadth of what this podcast is about. Well, as you know, the coronavirus, COVID 19 is growing exponentially, uh, certainly that's what's up in our country. I think a lot of us don't know how to react, some of us are in denial, some of us we're going to overcome it. Some of us are shocked. Some of us are scared. Uh, in my 40-plus uh, years of living on this earth, uh, and perhaps it's because of the media nowadays, perhaps we've had worse uh, outbreaks, if you will, or pandemics or a- epidemics, uh, but certainly from a media scale, uh, this one certainly is, has uh, my eyes bugged. I've never seen this. And also, it seems as though it has many much more implications in the sense of how it's spreading and it's worldwide. And so on and so forth. So that is—it's pretty significant, as for sure, stock markets, so on and so forth, are reacting to this reality. So it's—it's it's interesting to say the least. We are concerned to say the least, and certainly we need to be precautionary to say the very, very least. So certainly that's what's up. But as it relates to this, it did it. You know, I about a week ago uh, when this started to spread. And our great governor, Tim Walls, came out and he began to address it last week when I was up in Brainerd. Um, in fact, today, uh, or I believe yesterday, they um, uh, earmarked $21 million to be prepared for such an epidemic as this. I was reminded of leadership. And I'll be honest with you, it was sobering to me as I'm running for Minnesota House 25D. It's one thing to be an issues oriented candidate, it's one thing to be running for the DFL. It's one thing to be running for your issues. It's one thing to even uh, to be excited about this opportunity to represent people and maybe even get on your own soapbox. It may be even glamorous to some degree. But the truth of the matter is, and certainly this time has reminded us, we need good leaders nationally and certainly statewide. When I heard that uh governor was working with the legislature, the Senate, and the House, of which I'm running Minnesota House 25B, I was sobering to think, wait a minute, Donovan, you're not only running on diversity, inclusivity, equity, and diversity, as I am, and you're not only running for everyone in Minnesota, and I certainly believe running on that platform impacts everybody for the better, you are running to be a leader when it comes to issues as COVID-19 for the Minnesota community. You may be in a situation where you may be pressed to make a decision that impacts millions as it relates to a deadly disease or other things, war, whatever, so on and so forth. So it really, really hit me hard in the sense of this is about leadership. And, and it's very important, whether it's me, whether it's my opponent, whether it's another candidate and their opponent, whomever you may elect to offices, whether it be school board whether it be um, uh, Minnesota House, the Senate, uh, national candidates uh, for the House and Senate, or even our president, you and I need to make sure we put leaders in place that can take on controversy, a catastrophe, if you will, challenges in leadership. It is bigger than this campaigning stuff. (laughs) We are putting leaders in office to take care of Minnesotans and also the nation. So I'm certainly not saying that I am the best leader. I have never dealt with a national or statewide catastrophe. Um, however, I have done some leadership, obviously, uh, and I'm certainly not saying I'm better than any other leader running. What I am saying, though, we need leaders that can handle issues such as COVID-19. and it reminded me of the, the leadership styles that I've studied in social work, and there's many leadership styles that social work puts pushes, the transactional leader, the authoritarian leader, the autocratic leader, the servant leader, the transformational leader, the laissez-faire leader. It goes crazy. The charismatic leader, the bureaucratic leader, and the democratic leader. And then there's more, even as my PhD is pushing us to study more leadership styles. There's various leadership styles, but again, make sure you have a leader uh, that is is getting things done as it relates to some big stuff. Leadership is more than a plat- party platform. It truly is. It's re- particularly we're seeing that now it's bigger than Democratic, Republican, and Independent. Leadership is more than a party platform, especially in America. It's about doing what is best for everyone, regardless of the party. And we're really learning that right now. COVID-19 is not discriminatory. It's gonna come and get you if it will. And in these cases, in war and other things, we need great leaders. And so I wanted to speak about leadership, particularly my leadership style, uh, just to let you know, let others know about my leadership style and how that would apply to something like this. Uh, but I've become more of a situational leader. Uh, about 10, 12 years ago, I went to the National Institute of Corrections, uh, did two programs on uh, leadership for women and minorities and then leadership, advanced leadership for men, men. Minis- uh, Leadership for Women and Minorities out at the uh, National Institute of Corrections in Colorado. And during that time, I was introduced to the situational leadership style. And I don't want to go too far into it, but it's one of those styles that's bigger than um, one specific thing. Certainly, a leader, any leader that runs for office, any office, should have a values core. But on top of that core is how they lead. And I became a situational leadership style person if I had to choose a style, and you can look that up on the internet. But basically, it's a leadership style as it is uh, entitled, uh, leadership Situational Leadership. You go into a leadership situation, you assess what's going on, you diagnose what's going on, you pull in team members to to understand what's going on, and then for the collective body, you make the best decision for the situation. Um, And that means preconceived ideas, doesn't go into the situation, preconceived notions, you don't think about other stuff. You go into the situation and you make the best decision for the situation um, and for the betterment of all folks that are involved. Um, And I've learned that to be the best style um, for me and uh, given what I do at the public defender office, given what I've done in crisis management and a lot of different things. um, I've been a youth counselor, I've been a social worker, obviously a social worker now, I've been a police officer, um, I supervise residential residential treatment centers for juveniles where there's a lot of volatility and so on and so forth. Um, and uh in all those situations, I've learned to be a situational leader. Uh and I'll give you one one context. Um, I used to be a residential supervisor, and in that context, we were helping very delinquent young youth And what I found out, and for those that have worked in youth work, like I have back in the day when I was a youth counselor and then a um program supervisor of residential programs, often uh, a client would come to our program and the paperwork will look much more horrible uh, than the client himself. And we would get the stack of paperwork of a client we were considering to come into the program and we would team it and all that. And sometimes it will look worse than what the client was. And the client would get there and it's like, oh, he's not that or she's not that. And then we mold a treatment plan around that individual and that's a good example of situational leadership, uh, taking the situation for for what it is, not just just having a blank um, thought as to what uh, preconceived notion. There you go, as it were, on on some things. Now, now that does need that does entail that you do need experience, you do need um, uh, uh, a, again a values core. I truly believe when you go into leadership situations, but. But again, the situational leadership style is what I've learned as the best leadership style. Again, going into a situation, assessing it, diagnosing it, getting a team of individuals to brainstorm around it, and then making the best decision for the greater good or for those individuals um, in place. And that's just the leadership style I've learned. To me, it's the best leadership to uh, deal with. And that even calls in different styles of leadership, whether it's the democratic leader. Sometimes you have to be democratic whether it's authoritarian, sometimes you have to be authoritarian, whether it's transactional, sometimes you have to be transactional, or this enthusiastic charismatic leader, sometimes you have to be that style of leader. Part of that I've also learned as being a um, AAU girls coach also and this will be going into my fourth year of doing that. um, Each player is different. You need to learn how to uh, balance uh, your coaching style to that player and then to that team. I've had different teams over the years and it's It demands different things. So situational leadership is my style, and I'm still learning, but that's the style I learned about 12 years ago in the National Institute uh, Corrections training, and that's the style I've been going with. Well, I want to say a big ups to Governor Walls, and I think he has proven to be a great leader. And this is where I think situational leadership is great. If you know, I think earlier this week, the latter part of last week, Governor Walls met with Vice President Pence, on the efforts to um, lead through the COVID nineteen crisis, uh, and to me, it was a great show of leadership. There's a great photo op of both Governor Walls and Governor Prince uh, Pence, and these two could be, you know, could be more different. I guess you could say, at least, or how we expect them to be in the political realm of things. But those two leaders, and I'll give big ups to Vice, uh, President and Vice Prince, Vice Pence, VP Pence. I'm sorry. And our Governor Walls, Democratic Governor Walls, for coming together in this most serious time to deal with an issue. I applaud both of those leaders in regards to that. And that's a good show of what leadership should be about, particularly in times like this. Partisan be dead. We'll come back to you later. We have a situation, an American situation, a Minnesota situation that we need to deal with. And therefore, we need to come together for the greater good. This is America. This is Minnesota. We need to do these things for Minnesota. So I just wanted to reflect that leadership. And that's the type of leadership I would strive to be. Um, Certainly, I'm running for the DFL ticket. And there's some things that I'm concerned about and and passionate about, so on and so forth. But at the end of the day, we need great leaders to deal with situations such as COVID-19. Leadership is serious. Whether you vote for Donovan Bailey or not, whether you delegate, become a delegate for Donovan Bailey or not, make sure you put leaders in office nationally, locally, statewide, internationally that can lead in trying times. And certainly we're on the cusp of a trying time here in America and throughout the world. Uh Just to uh, speak to my platform, I just want to make sure people know my platform is a bold platform. I'm not jumping from it. Um, diversity, inclusion, equity, cultural competence. And I've spoken to those issues before and I truly believe we need to mold to where we look at all things, even COVID-19 through a culturally competent lens. However, this one has not hit the uh, the impoverished communities like some have, have thought. Uh, but that aside, um, I am running with the, these things in mind, given the th- some of the things I've said in the past. That is my platform, but certainly my main platform is for all of Minnesota. That that's what guides me. My education—I have a master's in education leadership and working on my PhD in social and community services. My experience—I'm a licensed social worker. I've been a police officer. Um, I've ran residential programs. I've, I've worked out state. Um, I've uh, also—I'm I'm a coach. Uh, AU girls coach, and I've had some fun in some different things in that way as well. My passion is for what our late, great Senator Wellstone said, we all do better when we all do better. And when things come out in regards to some of the seriousness that we are dealing with today, we need to make policies that are from the bottom up. Those who are the least of these, the voiceless, those folks need to have a a platform, uh, if you will, to do well just as much as those that have money, influence, and historical a historical foundation that many others may not have. So, again, leadership is important. Don't forget it as you vote this year for your favorite candidate or candidates for state and local office, uh, uh, education, uh, wherever it may be. Realize not only are you voting for their platform or because you like them or because you know them or they're your relative or or whatever, you are putting a person uh, in office that's going to lead in such times as these as we're dealing with the coronavirus COVID-19. Well, know this, as Senator Wellstone said, we all do better when we all do better. This is a Donovan Bailey MSLGSW podcast, and we are preaching the good word on leadership because we need to elect good leaders to office And certainly I will work to do that, and I hope that you will work to do that, too. Have a great day. Thank you for listening in. This is why I'm running. Hopefully you'll come out and become a Donnie Delegate. Have fun.